Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Pink Shade listeners, it's Aaron here to tell you about what we're doing every Thursday on the Pink Shade podcast. So each week, we are going to bring you a snippet from one of last week's Patreon episodes. Mary Payne, tell them what this means. Okay, Aaron. So as y'all know, we've worked really hard to combine our two Patreon platforms into one super platform called Pink Shade Bunkies. So each Thursday, we're going to bring you this best of clip from the previous week so you can see what's going on over on the Patreon and hopefully join us. Yeah. And on Patreon, sometimes, you know, we're funny. (laughs) Sometimes we're serious. Sometimes we are overly personal and deep. And sometimes we're prepared, professional, and sometimes we're just a hot mess. It's the joy of Patreon. Absolutely. So enjoy this clip from last week's Patreon. And if you want to join, the link is in the show notes below, but you can go to patreon.com slash pinkshadefunkies. That's patreon.com slash pinkshadefunkies and join us. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Let's get into Plathville. You know we have to do it. It's here. I'm ready. Ready. Get my notes up. Okay. This episode, it is only episode two, keep in mind. I mean, it feels like it's been more than that. It's only episode two of season four. Ready. And it's called, I Took Things a Little Too Far. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's from that's from Max, Mm -hmm. our not our friend Max. Mm -mm. I was gonna say our friend. He's not our friend. We don't know him. No more. We uh we don't like him Mm-mm. anymore. We're not we're not okay with Max, but we're gonna recap him on the show nevertheless. Because you know, if we couldn't if we couldn't talk about the horrible people on these shows because of their online presences, we would get to talk about no one, basically. I know. Isn't that the truth? You know, Good God. That's yeah. how it goes. I know it's awful. So anyway, okay, so we get into this episode with Nathan and Ethan. As a reminder, Nathan is Olivia's younger brother. And I have a question. Is this the one that Lydia was texting last year when she had her heart caught up in a boy? I think it is. Because we... Do you? I do. I really, really do. Because Hmm. same age. Now, granted, I know that Olivia's family also had... I think there's four or five kids in that family, not nine or ten. Um, I thought there were like eight or nine or ten. No, there's only four or five. Yeah, there's not as many. Oh, um, all right. Because you know her parents came late to the um, to this movement. They weren't always in it. Ah, but yeah. I think that um, yeah, I do think it. I, I I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, and I don't know how we'll ever find out. But I unless we get a chance to interview them. But I do think it is the same person because the ages match up, right? I think it is too. I think it is too. And I think it's purposeful that he's living there, especially for the show. Cause I think Lydia is going to come down to visit. Mm. They have to have an episode where she comes down to visit. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got her new big, bad bank job. Now mm-hmm. she's getting out there in the world. Mary Tyler Moore in it around. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, I feel like she's going to make a little trip down there and she's going to be reunited with her love. Remember she said- I swear. Remember she said she met him at a, you know, a culty conference and that's where where, um, Ethan and Olivia met, same culty conference. Yeah. They were just, they were just allowed to correspond by letters. Hey y'all, it's Mary Payne with breaking news from the Pink Shade Journalism Desk. We have secured a place in Chicago. Woo woo! Thanks to Bunky Mila for helping us out with all of this. So June 11th, 4.30 to 7.30 in Chicago at Rock Bottom. That's right. That's not a euphemism. That's where it's going to be. Click the Eventbrite link to um, RSVP. There is a small fee because we have to offset our cost of the place, which is charging us. But you know, that's Chicago for you. It's uh, dollar dollar bills, y'all. There is a, a discount code for people that are on Patreon. So if you're on Patreon, you will find that there. So click the Eventbrite link and you're also going to get special swag for attending. It's so cute, guys. I can't wait for you to see it. All right. See you there. Yeah, <laughs> you got to meet someone at a culty conference. Yeah. You have to correspond by letters. Mm-hmm. I I've been there, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred years ago, but it's still going on apparently. Okay, so we start with Nathan, the brother of Olivia and Ethan. They're riding around downtown Tampa on motorized scooters, and we're supposed to think this is like I don't know some kind of like a hoot nanny, but in the city, <laughs> like in Tampa. You know how we used to see a lot of scenes on Welcome to Plathville of them like rolling tires down a field or like, let's get in the lawnmowers and have a race and like put a chicken on your head. Like, and we were like, yeah, these kids are just having good, clean fun. This is so, oh, like jumping in the river, you know, like swinging off the vine. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing it in Tampa. Look at this. Look at that. You know, it's just like a different version. They're doing shenanigans. They're doing tomfoolery. Bird scooters like for the weird win. Scooters. Bird scooters. Is that what they are? Bird scooters? Those are the kind you can rent in cities, right? Yeah. And you can kind of zoom around. I call them bird scooters. There's a brand. It's bird scooters. There's also Lime. There's obviously, and the Uber has one. Lyft has one. Like they all have different brands. But the first one that came out where they would just drop them off on these city sidewalks and then pick them up at night yeah. were bird. birds. So, I, so now I call them all okay. bird scooters. Like Kleenex. Like everything yeah. is Kleenex. Yeah. Right. You get what I mean. Right. I, I do. I do. It's just like my grandmother always said, I've got to hoover the rug. I'm like, hmm, okay. That's a that's very specific. Hmm. <laughs> got to hoover the rug. Okay. So they're uh, out on their bird scooters. Yay, yay, yay. Fun, fun, fun. And then we go where, where, right back into the depths of despair because we have to see Mariah taking Micah to her sad girl guitar spot on the beach and he's like is this where you come and she's like sometimes and i'm like oh this is where she comes and sings her sad girl songs yeah and then she they sit on a bench with a blanket and they are definitely the closest of all the siblings yes. i mean obviously they always have been they escape together they're going to always have that bond of being the ones who kind of left together you know ethan did it on his own but with olivia mm-hmm. As his, like an outside help, but they had no outside help. They had each other. Mm-hmm. And then came along Max and other people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they really are like super bonded. And Micah wants to know what happened with Max. And she does not want to tell him on camera. And I am wondering 
what this is all about because she knows that it's going to come out. She wants Max to tell him directly. She wants somebody to say it, but she doesn't want to be the one who says it. What do you think that's all about? I think this is very similar in a lot of ways. And I think about this all the time and I couldn't tell you why. When Rihanna and Chris Brown, that's right, current reference. When Rihanna and Chris Brown had their thing where he, he beat her up in the car and then it became, you know, public and all that. She did an interview with Oprah. Do you remember this? I saw yeah. it. Yeah. And she. In Barbados. Yes. And, and Oprah was asking her, like, what are her, what are her feelings about him now, you know, that all this is so public. And she said, I just feel bad for him. I, I feel sorry for him because he doesn't have anybody and he's got to be so sad and alone. And Oprah's like, really? That's how you feel, right? Like you don't feel like yeah. angry or scared of him or, and I feel like, I think about that a lot because that is such a typical answer of someone who has been, you know, mentally or physically abused by someone to have empathy for them. It's, it's very hard to break that, that it's hard for her to say anything negative about him because she wouldn't want him to think I don't love you anymore. Um, that's, that's, she's trying to protect him. But I, but I didn't see this as an abusive relationship. No, I didn't either. But I'm saying it's the same idea of like, I feel so bad for him because he's all by himself and I don't, I don't want to make it worse for him, even though he's the reason. Do you know what I mean? She's trying to protect him. By- She's protecting him and he's the one who did something right. wrong, which is so sad. That's what I'm saying. Like She's, so, she's trying to yeah. say only good things about him and how she loves him and- it was going to spend her life with him and, you know, all these things. Um, it was her first love. Basically it's her first everything. And all of us, man, woman, everyone, all of us have been there with a first love, unless you yep. married your first mm-hmm. love. And even if you did marry your first love, probably somewhere in there, there was a roller coaster and everyone has been there and they know how that feels. They know, especially if you're like 19 and your feelings are so strong and it's your first love, your first everything, and you can't believe it's over. So we all know how she feels, but she is not, let me burn it all down on the way out. She's like, I'm going to continue to protect him. And I don't know. I don't think her end game is because she wants to be back with him. I I don't, I don't think so either, Mm -mm. but she really is being very, very protective. And she knows also she has the power of being on the show. Yeah. Her family has the power of being on the show. He is a character who will come in and out, not a character, but a person. Mm -hmm. So she can do a lot to, you know, just tell the truth. And if she thinks maybe that will ruin his life. Yeah. I think she does the show. She doesn't want that to happen. So he kissed a girl at a party. Is that ruining his life? I mean, I know. I hate to think that she is absorbing all of this and it's all, it's his fault. She did this to her. She is absorbing all of it. That's a great way to say it. It sucks. Yeah. And is also, I think, a product of this, this whole keep yourself pure culture that she has grown up in. And I can speak to that too. You know, if she's not going to stay with the man who she in her mind, she might think be still thinking the old school thought of giving up your virginity mm-hmm. or, you know, like just, just finally giving that, uh, whatever you want to call it, that gift, you know, or spoiling yourself or just all the horrible words and associations, you know, that have been drilled into her. Yeah. 
as much as she, as much as she has denied it. Normal yeah. culture, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. She's coming from the place where she was. This is a family who is wearing long sleeves at the beach, just like four years ago, in full prairie outfits, and so they all want to pretend like they've changed, but. The shit that they have indoctrinated into these kids is still with them. You're right. And so Mariah is probably feeling levels of like destruction and devastation and shame that she can't even process. Yeah. Just saying. You're right. I think it's, pro- it's like, it's not like a normal like first love. It's like that on crack. Mm-hmm. That's what it's, you know, and so like even him kissing someone else, that's why to us it sounds like so like, oh, all right, you know, like big deal jersey shore like jesus christ they would never care if like someone kissed someone else like uh in front of them do you know what i mean they'd be like you're drunk come on ron ron come on I never watched jersey shore. so oh god i loved it but anyway this is not jersey shore this is like culty kids who had just barely escaped at an older age yeah. and got their first boyfriend in Mariah's case. And then, you know, it was so serious and he was going to move down with them. And she probably thought we're going to be together forever, just like Ethan and Olivia and like, look at us. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's done. And she has to go out there and like do this all over again with someone who maybe didn't grow up that way. Mm-hmm. Cause he was from a family like hers. And so she felt very comfortable with him. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just think it's really super deep. I think it's super deep, and it's just, ugh, I feel so bad for her. So she opens up just a bit and she says, she does say to Micah, she's crying. She's like, I'm terrified to let anybody else in. I was very nervous to open up. And when I did, he hurt me, you know, and Micah is like, (laughs) I was like, go Micah. You could see in his eyes. He's like vowing to avenge his sister. Like he shall confront the night max on the jousting field. Mm -hmm. Like he is the kind of brother who would for sure like go to a duel mm-hmm. for his sister. He also like he some also, Bridgerton duel. He also misses that <clears throat> playful. Um, he also misses Max playful time with Max that they used to have rolling around I shirtless. No, I know <laughs> wearing Mariah's bathing suits together. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he misses that. He misses his buddy. Yeah, yeah. He says to her though, I am not going to if I, if he does something I don't approve of, then I am not going to be close to him anymore. I'm not going to be his friend. And you know, he's devastated too cuz yeah, he has <laughs> They were they were buddies, guys. Just buddies. All right, anyway, despite Max's mistakes, Mariah says, "He's the best guy there ever was and ever will be. He was genuinely my soulmate and I will never love anyone else ever." And I'm like, "Oh god, we've that's we've all been there." Totally what we all we've think. All been I there. get it. Oh. Oh, it's awful. But she doesn't want to hate him. She says, I don't want anyone to hate Max. And I wrote, why? I want everyone to hate my exes. That's just me. (laughs) I don't understand this. I will never understand it. I am a burn it all down on the way out the door, girl. So funny. So, and then I just wrote, oh, first love. Okay, then we cut to just this obnoxious scene of Mama Mouthhole Kim driving around in her car pretending to be a, all, like a business person. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. All right. You in your golf skirt driving around 
acting like you're doing business person things mm-hmm. is the most hilarious scene ever. Like this is funnier than Shijan driving around endlessly, just talking about Lacey. Remember when he was just in his car mm-hmm. for like two seasons? Yeah, he was only allowed to be drive. in that house or in his car. So he would just drive around <laughs> yes. and they would take B-roll of restaurants <laughs> in Virginia Beach. And that way, if she ever went to one, they'd have the B-roll of him sitting outside the restaurant, even though he was probably back in jail. He was just in a car. So Mama Malpal is just in her car and she calls Barry and she is and Barry's like, this is so fake. I was like, this is not a real scene. There might be some real emotions around it. Barry is like pissed off that he has to be on his own more. But this idea that he is calling Kim just out of nowhere, just minutes before dinner and being like, well, what are we supposed to do here for dinner? I mean, it's almost dinner time. I'm like, this is so fake because first of all, you know that every female in that household has been taught to serve a full dinner since they could walk. You know what I mean? Since before they learned anything else. They plan that shit on Saturday for the next week. We've seen it. We know. They do. Mm -hmm. We know. Exactly. And you know, all those little girls, the children of the corn that are still in the house, they have all taken over Lydia's duties. You know. Of course, not the boys, not Isaac, but the girls have because they train them from an early age to like bake casseroles, serve the full dinner, clean it up, you know, go to the store, plan for the next week. She says the 12 year old can make the meat or whatever. She's like, oh, just tell Amber to scramble up some uh, ground beef. I was like, how old is she? Like seven? Like what's happening? I know. I know. But then Barry acts like, well, okay, well, I'll, I'll take the initiative. And get on that and encourage her to do that. I'm like, you'll take the initiative and tell your child to do what she's already going to do, which is serve her entire family, Mm -hmm. including you. Like, I'm so disgusted by both of them. And if they want to fake this whole thing about their relationship taking a turn and the fact that the kids don't do everything, I just get so pissed off watching them and, and trying to pretend to be invested in their relationship. And we know their relationship is all around creating workers for them. Can I say something this week? Creating like a staff for them is what they've done. So this week, um, you guys know that we put on Thursdays a clip of Best of Patreon, and that is to Mm -hmm. have people that don't have Patreon to listen to it, think like, hey, Patreon's great. Maybe I should go over there. Well, I was tasked with choosing the clip this week and I started to listen to our Plathville recap and it was like, fuck her, fuck her in her mouth hole, that fucking whore, fucking bitch, hate her. I, we don't, we're not here for her. We're not here for her fake hip hop bullshit, royalty free, fuck her, fuck this, no way, she's stupid. And I was like, you know what, that might be a little strong for the people that aren't on Patreon to, they might not want to listen if i put that on there let's just go over to temptation island where it's a unified hate for hanya let's go over and listen to that i in her mouth i was like you know i don't think my mother i don't think my mother needs to hear that she won't join patreon to hear it but she'll hear it on the free feed and i don't need to put myself through that you guys but I'm going to say, oh my God, I, think this, I think this whole I'm thing dying. is fake. I don't think they're having troubles in their relationship. I think it's fake for cameras. And we're here to say you're not actors and we see you. We see you.
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.